What is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out a new episode of the Babacoa Core podcast. I'm your host, Patrick C. Huerta. Thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, as always, um, like, share, subscribe uh, on whichever platform you use to listen to the podcast. Uh, we are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, uh, CastBox, Google Play. All those platforms you use to listen to podcasts, hit the subscribe button uh, so you'll be notified anytime we have a new episode coming up. Um, yeah, uh, like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, the Baba Koa Core Podcast on Facebook. Also, follow the Instagram page at Baba Koa Core Podcast. That is where I uh, post and repost um, anything that the past guests have been up to uh, if they have a show coming up. Um, if they post it on Instagram, I repost it on the Babacoa Core podcast Instagram page. Um, same thing with the Facebook page, but with the algorithms, I don't know if you're seeing the Facebook um, uh, post a uh, repost that I do on there on Facebook. Uh, but like on there anyway, and also do uh, the five star reviews. Uh, you, you could do a five star review on Facebook. You could also do the five star review on uh uh, iTunes um, that would really help push and promote the podcast, um, help uh, help it grow, and uh, do all that good stuff. Everything about Babacoa Core uh, you can find at www.babacoacore.com. Uh, that will have all the links to everything that I have going on. Um, also, the links to the SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Castbox. Um, and yeah, and uh, if if I have a show announce uh, or a show to announce, it will be on there, just like the May eighteenth comedy showcase. You can get your tickets through babacoacore.com. That's May eighteenth. That's at Las Chaladas. Uh, all the information's on the website. Go there. It's going to be ten comics doing their best ten minutes. Um, it's co-hosted by Irma Linda Reese of Mind Twist Comedy. And Flo Hernandez of uh, Flo Hernandez Comedy, they're co-hosting this event, this showcase, and uh, yeah, it should be a good time. Uh, come out, ticket tickets information uh, you can find at babacoacourt dot com. Uh, go there, buy your tickets, and I'll see you there on May eighteenth. Uh, yeah, uh, other than that, uh, support the podcast through Facebook, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, shout outs. I don't have my notes with me. Shout outs. Uh, shout out to Ugly Head for letting us use the music for the intro and outro for this and every episode. Uh, you can find uh, their website link, linked through babacoacore.com um, as well as uh, CBDB. CBDB, follow them on Instagram at mycbdb. Uh, they're, they're, they'll post up anything about like their pop-up shops, um, where they're going to be, or if you check out their website, cbdb.com, use promo code TXMC and you'll get 15% off, uh, your purchase through the website. So that's 15% off using promo code TXMC, uh, through, um, www.mycbdb.com. Uh, so shout out to those guys. Also shout out to 10-4 Manudu Imas. 
You can find them on Instagram and Facebook as well to find out what they got going on. Uh, all those good stuff. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I'm 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 a big procrastinator. That's one of my biggest flaws. That's well, probably not my biggest, but it's the one that I'm thinking about right now because I recorded this episode on Wednesday and uh, I, I messed with it a little bit with the uh, the mixing and all that stuff, but I'm just now getting to it now uh, on Saturday, Saturday night, and I forgot to do an intro. So here we are doing the intro at the last minute so I can get this episode out on Sunday. Uh, so I might do away with those Sundays episodes. I might just post them whenever, whenever they're ready. Uh, I'll just, I'll say the Bible Core Core podcast will be released weekly and it's up to you to subscribe to whichever platform the, the, the the podcast is on, uh, to be notified when it's out. It's going to be a surprise type thing. Um, or just whenever they're ready, I'll release them. So I'm not just procrastinating waiting on Sunday. And then here we are Saturday night and I haven't done what I need to do to get the episode out. Uh, so, yeah. So that's why you need to follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and then also subscribe to the platforms that the podcast are hosted on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, do all that good stuff. Uh, rate us subscribe, like, share, listen, all that good stuff. Um, so I am toying around with the idea of doing a different type of podcast. I, I just, when I'm at work, I do a lot of, uh, random daydreaming when I should be working. Um, but I, I thought of an idea of having a, a podcast within a podcast, like an episode type situation where I would, uh, set up at like random open mics and uh, just ask comics to come and sit down and, and talk about, uh, you know, what, whatever they have going on uh, at these open mics. You know, if they have the, a show coming up or if they're working on stuff or if they just want to bullshit for a little bit while we're hanging out at these mics, we'll set up and we'll just talk some shit, have like uh, a rotating uh, guest list come in, of people just randomly sitting down and talking some shit. Um, so yeah, we're gonna call it uh, "Sit Down, Dude." Um, yeah, and I was gonna do a separate podcast, but I was like, ah, let's just do a podcast within a podcast uh, episode within a podcast type thing. And I think we're gonna run with that. I'm not gonna do it anytime soon. Probably like in the next next maybe next month. Next month I'll start kicking it off. Uh, but it is an idea that I am toying with. Um, so that is something that will probably happen, probably, um, and you'll know about it more if you subscribe to the channels, the podcast, uh, platforms. That's another reason to, to, uh, subscribe to those things. Um, yeah. What else do I want to talk about? Mm, I guess that's it for the intro. Uh, on this episode, I have local comic, uh, Dallas Van. Uh, he's pretty new to to um, the the local comedy scene, but within these the two or three months that he's been doing it, he already won 2019 Mind Twist Comedy uh, Comic of the Year, I believe it's called. Uh, but he won that; he got third place. 
And so he was, uh, I think he won a cash prize and he also, he also won the opportunity to host the show that Mind Twist Comedy uh, does in, uh, in Eagle Pass at the Lucky, Lucky, uh, the Lucky Eagle Casino. Uh, so Dallas Band got a host of sh- the host of the show for uh, Steve Trevino, I believe. Steve, I believe. But the, the headliner of that night was Harvey Luna, and uh, Harvey Luna. Shout out to Harvey Luna. Um, he uh, liked Dallas Band. Um, he even gave him a shout out on Harvey Luna's uh, podcast, the original Gordito uh, podcast. Uh, so yeah. So when I heard that, I listened to his podcast, Harvey Luna's podcast. And I was like, oh, this Dallas Van guy uh, is pretty good. He's been really busy and taken off uh, in the short time that he's been doing it. So I invited him on to talk some shit. And uh, it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, So that's who I have on this podcast. Um, I'll put all his information in the show notes. You could also hear it uh, in the episode. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, again, thank you all for listening. I do appreciate it. Um, buy your tickets for the May 18th showcase at Las Chaladas. I want to see everybody out there. Should be fun. Like I said, it's 10 comics doing the best 10 minutes, uh, hosted by Irma Linda Reese and Flo Hernandez. Um, but yeah, back to this episode. Uh, shout out to Dallas Van for coming out and enjoy this episode with, uh, with, uh, local comic Dallas Van. Dallas Band, man, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank thanks, you, thank you. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for bringing beer and shit. That's, I never, I never don't have beer. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> good to go, know. I don't go anywhere where they don't serve it, and if they don't, I bring my own. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so cool, man. Let's jump into it. Uh, plug social media stuff. How can people find you? Do you have anything coming up? Um, right now, really, Facebook is where I'm popping off. Um, so you can find me, Dallas Van, uh, on Facebook. Um, I post I post some stuff on Instagram, not a whole lot of uh, Twitter. I wish I was better at Twitter, dude. I hopped on Twitter like like not even a year ago, so yeah, that world's blowing me by. But I'm trying to get better about all that. But if you really want to know all my shows and everything like that, uh, Dallas fan on uh, Facebook uh, shows coming up right now. Uh, I just did the Kickapoo Casino, that was awesome. Um, and from that, I think uh, Irma said she's going to hook me up. She wants me to open for uh, Jerry Garcia. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a new, ven- a new venue here. I forget exactly what it's called. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Las uh, Chiladas. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what that is? Yeah, I'm doing a showcase there May 18th. Okay, is it for Irma? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I guess I'm doing another one. Um, the flyer and all that hasn't come out yet. So um, as soon as that's out, it'll be on my Facebook. Cool, man. Besides that, I do... I do every mic. Yeah. If there's a mic in San Antonio, I'm most likely doing it. So yeah. you can find me there. And you're pretty new to it, huh? Like, when did you start comedy? Dude, that's the funny thing. Uh, so I've only been doing stand-up for like three months. Uh-huh. But that's like a lie. All right? Because that's a lie? <laughs> because I've been writing bits and performing stuff since I was a little kid. Oh, it was yeah. never on a stage. It was never with a mic. I, uh-huh. was the, I was that dude. I worked in kitchens for like 13 years. 
Uh-huh. And I was that dude in the kitchen that just didn't know how to stop. Yeah. Like, I would get in trouble all the time because I'd be working bits on people. And yeah. I'd, I'd act like I did comedy. I'm like, bro, I got this new bit. And like, would you say it on stage? I'm like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, I got this new bit. Yeah. Um, when I was like eight years old. So you remember, uh, you remember Que Locos? Uh-huh. Okay. So my aunt was one of the producers on Que Locos. Oh, no shit? Yeah. So I was... At eight years old, I was doing like impersonations. I was doing like voices. I yeah. was saying, I had like little one liners that I knew would make people laugh and I'd say all the time. And uh-huh. it got to the point to where even my aunt was like, Well, you know, I know George Lopez. I know all of them. Do you want to be on K Locos? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, Yeah, of course. And one night she had a party. She had like 30 people over there. I was like eight or nine. She put me up on her fireplace. No shit. She like stood up in front of everybody. She's like, All right, here's your chance. If you can make us laugh. And I, oh, I clammed up so hard. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's just right when I got into it, I, um, man, I just didn't, you know, everybody has that, that moment when they first get on stage where they're scared to be themselves. Everybody forgets like, What's funny about you yeah. is like it's not you know having your notebook right there and reading a joke. It's like when you're making your friends laugh at a party and shit like that, and yeah. people are dying. Yeah. It's just you getting on stage and being able to emulate that, being able to be that person is so hard, dude. It's so nerve wracking. And yeah. I remember just about a month into doing it, so like two months ago, I was on a show and it was bombing. Everybody was bombing. The crowd was just cussing at us. Yeah. It was just going off, and I had like. I thought I had like four minutes, you know, you get like four minute sets. I'd never done more than that. Yeah. And it was at Fitzgerald's and man, that's a rough, place it's, a it's, rough it's okay. So it's it was outside. outside. It was outside and a band had just got off and I was the first comic to go up. They had and a band outside too. They had a band outside. Oh, so shit. everybody out there was fucking drunk. Yeah. They were there for rock and roll. And all of a sudden Lawrence, Hi, we're starting the comedy open mic. <laughs> and like people are instantly like, bring the band back on. It's like freaking out. Yeah. And so man. he told me he was like, Hey, you're the only comic here. He's like, uh, okay. He's like, So uh how much time do you want? And I was like, I'll do five, you know? I mean, you know, maybe maybe ten, I'll kinda wing it. He's like, Okay, how about this? I'll light you at fifteen. At fifteen. At fifteen, and I was like, Holy shit. So I get up on stage and I start into my material. And they're not having it. They're yeah. not listening. Yeah. They don't care. And like, I definitely have anger issues. Like, that was the funniest thing about me. Like, when I was working the line and, and you know cooking and stuff like that, people would purposely say stuff, dumb stuff, that they knew would like get my blood. Because I, you know, some people when they get mad, they're yeah. funny. They're just hilarious when they're mad. Yeah, that's me. Like, you get me going on something, and it can be something as stupid as people being like, I love to swim in the ocean. Yeah. And I'll be like, do you fucking know what's in the ocean? Do you understand what's <laughs> out there? All right, the shit we know. We know more about fucking Mars. And I'll go off for an hour. So they just started, okay, they were, I, I couldn't ever channel that. And this night, they were just messing with me, messing. I couldn't get two words into a joke. Yeah. And finally, I just turned to this one main group, and I just started going off on them. Yeah. And the rest of the crowd starts laughing. And I'm like, oh? Okay, fuck it. I light a cigarette and I'm like, here we go. And I just start roasting. There's one dude in particular and I'm just roasting him, roasting him, roasting him. Yeah. And he's talking shit back and he gets to the point uh, where I got his friends to start laughing at him. Mm. So now we switch the energy. Now they're on my side. And ever since that night, like I just had my honest, true, like it reminded me of like, you know, growing up in a Mexican family, mm. they're all drunk. And if you want to say something, you got to yell it. You got to be yeah. aggressive. There's got to be a lot of fucks. You're yeah. like, dude. And so I chant, I channeled that energy and it got laughs. And then 
from then, I just never, never didn't do that. The next night, the mic I went on, I don't care if the room's not popping. I'm going to... I'm yelling. I'm walking. I'm I'm high energy. I'm going. Yeah, you're very you're very animated. That see that's that's me. That's me outside. You know how many how many times I've hung out with comics now outside of the venue. Yeah, and they're like, bro, you're not on stage. You can turn it off. And I'm like, there. That's the thing is that that's just me. That's that's what I went. So that's when I, one of the main compliments I get is people just being like, man, you stage present. You know, you're so high energy. You're up there, and it's like that's just because. I'm a hyper person as yeah. it is. And also like I'm that person that'll get into stupid arguments with drunk people. I'll, I'll get into arguments with bums on the street for no apparent, like they'll just say something I don't like. And like, I'm not mad, yeah. but I just go. And so I just try to channel that same stage, you know, the same energy on the stage. And that's been my only like saving grace. So it's not like a performance act. Like that's Absolutely. how you actually fucking are. Like hundred percent. Even in like, like like casual conversations type of thing man i got into it with my mom before i came here because she kept interrupting me while i was trying to tell her this story about paul giamatti uh-huh. like a random i was so proud of myself because i was watching king of the hill and and paul giamatti's voice came up and i just the name and so i'm talking and she's like interrupting i'm like audrey i swear to fucking god like, <laughs> like that's that's me just all the time like i have friends beloved friends that refuse to go certain places with me uh-huh. like because i will cut up like if we're like in a jack-in-the-box or it's something stupid like, i will just cut up and i have friends that get nervous and like bro you gotta calm down like yeah man you're causing a scene yeah here. i don't give a fuck <laughs> that shit is hilarious to me like yeah so yeah no that's 100 percent. that's just me on and off stage that's crazy man. who was it i think it was writer one time we were at like uh, one of the Ciblo shows because you know they go back and forth between two yeah, bars. Yeah, we're at one of them and uh, we're out back and some of my friends were there and I was just going off and he's like, "Bro, you don't have to be do your act right now." And I'm like, "I'm not. This is this is every day. I this ruins every relationship I have. <laughs> that has to be exhausting though, man, bro. Because you're <laughs> up there, you're yelling, you're bending over, you're jumping off the stage, mm-hmm. jumping back on the stage." Were you, were you like bands before? Like, where'd you get your stage presence from? I was. From? I've always wanted to be a performer. I uh, play guitar. Uh-huh. So I was always in bands. I DJ. I DJed for like five or six years in uh-huh. Austin. Uh-huh. So being in front, well, that and I was a corporate trainer for the Alamo Draft House. So I used to travel around opening up draft houses. And yeah. when you, you know, as a trainer, they have to respect you. Yeah. And, uh. The first day of the big training when they bring everybody in, they pack out a theater and it's 200 people sitting all up in this thing. Mm-hmm. And there's the giant screen behind you and they put your picture up on the screen behind you. And oh, you, shit. Yeah, dude. They put uh, the huge... It, it, I used the same headshot. Uh, Irma put me on for... Actually, she uses it for a couple things, but it's like me in like in the forest, like turning around, looking angry, and I had that up on this giant screen. And you have to sit there and talk to the the whole audience, introduce yourself, talk about yourself. Yeah. So when it comes to like talking to big crowds or anything like that, like I got over the fear of that real quick. So you don't have that at all. No, nah, that does not. Does nah. the only thing that I start getting nervous about is when I know there's someone in the crowd that I need to impress. You know what I mean? If I know like a booker's there okay. or if I know, you know what I mean? If you know, if there's certain people there, you're like, fuck, this has got to be tight, man. This has got to be tight. When I'm just going to a regular mic, yeah. pff, I don't, it does not phase me. I, I'm just like, if this goes bad, 
It was 10 minutes of your life. Yeah. Do it again tomorrow night. Figure out what you did wrong. Get over it. Move the fuck on. Like, it's, it's not... That's crazy, dude. Like, see, I didn't know, like, when I invited you on, I was like, man, is he going to be jumping on the table? Is he going to be, like, throwing <laughs> chairs and shit? Because uh, I didn't realize that, that was your thing. Like, to me, like, I thought that was your way of, of dealing with the nerves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because uh, with me, like, when I get nervous, I talk, a lot, like, a lot faster. I start mumbling my words and mm-hmm. shit. Like, it takes me a while before I realize all that shit. So I thought maybe that's what you were doing. Like, you're from you're on this part of the stage, and then you go to the next part of the stage. You jump off. You're bending over. You're yelling at the crowd. You know, you're you're commenting on, like, your actual set and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're commenting <laughs> like, your while it's shit. happening. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing, man? Like, Dude. is he, like, I, I thought it was just nerves and shit. But you're saying, like... That's legit who I am. How you talk. Every single day. Everywhere. Every single day. Like, I tell chicks before we start dating, I'm like, hey, if you, if, like, this is me, like, I tell them all the time, hey, I'm an asshole. I want you to know that ahead of time. (laughs) Way ahead of time. Like, like, quick. If you say, like, my ex had to use a GPS to get everywhere. Uh Uh-huh. Fuck, I'd lose my mind. I'd be like, I'd be like, you... You can't go to HCB down the street without using a GPS. We've lived here a year. You can't get fucked. It's just like yeah. that. So, but at the same time, I'm a love. Like, if you're my friend, I will go to bat for you. I'll go to the, the hell for your ass. What yeah. was that? Fuck. What was that uh, Robin Williams movie where his wife dies and he dies and he goes, uh, he goes to heaven, right? And she kills herself because he died and she goes to hell. And he, like, goes to hell. To get her off. Nah, man. What dreams may come, I think, or something like that. Anyways, random. That's another thing. I think about random stuff constantly. So when you hear me commenting on stage, it's like I have that thought right then and there. Yeah. When I'm like, I have you eating out of the palm of my hands, like shit like that. It's just like that. That's in my mind. I never write. I never write any of my material down. You work everything out on stage. Everything I work out on stage. All like I have. I have premises. Like if you look at my notes, it's just like. Mike Tyson rate joke <laughs> like, yeah. and I'll just put like this one one liner like just stupid little things but it's not I see and I, I respect it too because I respect the comic that you know they write out the whole set they do yeah. all that and because that's the way you get better but me if I write it out I get nervous if I mess up one word okay you know what I mean like yeah. if I if I have it down in my mind that's all I can think about so I'm not engaged in the moment you know what yeah. I mean I'm thinking okay did I say that right did I say that and as it's happening Whereas for me, just kind of ad-libbing everything, I know the premise. Mm-hmm. I know, and, and all the stuff I talk about on stage is legitimately stuff that I really feel. Like, mm-hmm. it's not something that I, I sort of just like, I think this will get laughs. It's like, I've been yelling this for years, and people laugh every time I yell it. Yeah. Sort of stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, just do that on stage. And I can... Like, I'm, I'm trying to work on a bit right now, like I said, about the ocean. Because uh-huh. if you say something about the ocean, I will lose it for about an hour straight. And I mean, facts. Like, I, yeah. I didn't graduate high school, but I have so much dumb, so much knowledge in my brain. Like, if I'm interested. Useless knowledge. Dude, <laughs> if I'm interested, I will research, 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 research. Re- like, I will just go in. Yeah. But so, like. The Mike Tyson, you know, you've heard all heard that bit and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's legit because I was I was watching a Mike Tyson documentary and I'm like, what? Yeah, he went to prison for what? 
Like, what? Do you know what happens to those people? Yeah. Did he ever do that? And me and my friend just sitting there, like, passing one back and forth, like, do you think anybody tried to beat up Mike Tyson in prison? <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Like, did you see him? <laughs> like, do you remember? And, like, it, it's just little, it's it's honestly stuff that I feel 100% in, in my heart. So yeah. it's easy for me to go on stage and just bullshit about it. And sometimes on stage, you have an idea because it's something you really, now I'm engaging. Like, y'all are my friends and I'm just telling you this story. Yeah. Instead of like, you're the audience and I have to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. It's like, y'all guys are my homies. We're drunk at a party right now. And, you know, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm making y'all laugh. Yeah. And I'll think about things on stage and be able to just kind of like throw them in there. And it's worked out for me so far. Like I said, it's been three months. I know for a fact I have so much work to do. Like, yeah. so much work. But I'm like, I'm pumped. I feel like I have... I have a good understanding of what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Now it's a matter of like honing it. Yeah. Getting it tight. You know, going out like I, I, I people, you know, people give me compliments all the time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm just doing open mics. Really? You know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Then I go to like the casino and I open up for like Javi Luna, dude. I could hear the laughs from the green room. Like I was in the back and yeah. I could hear the crowd losing it. I go out there and they're legitimately losing it. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, and you know, it's easy to compare yourself to people that are just trying it out and they don't know if that's something they want to do. Yeah, for sure. Then you see someone who's got it. Yeah. And they, they're like dedicated Somebody to it. who's been doing it for years. Well, and yeah. I, you know, I think I'm hot shit. And then I go do that. And I'm like, oh, baby girl, you have so much work to do. Yeah. You know, but I have support. I, I, I That's one thing I love about the, uh, the San Antonio community is like you have people like Irma mm-hmm. who's she's people like Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lawrence, it, this entire showcase is just people that are new that he think, you know, from LOL last night, like he's giving new comics a chance. Yeah. You know, doing the Fitz room, doing all that. Like, you know, he's out there booking and stuff Irma's booking and killing it you know like Mm -hmm. it's good that San Antonio has those people and I've lucky luckily enough I've found them Mm -hmm. and they're supporting me now so I'm like thank you but it's crazy how you got there man like that within three months you won or you got that third place in that Mm -hmm. uh mind twist comedy Mm -hmm. of the year comedian of the year yeah for 2019 you know and that's how you got that hosting job to open up for for Javi Luna dude that was yes that's fucking crazy yeah uh and I always joke, I'm like, they said it was, you know, the funniest in San Antonio. The other two weren't from San Antonio. So oh, by yeah. default, yeah. <laughs> like I'm the only one I'm born and raised, you know, in San Antonio. Like I said, I lived in Austin for 10 years, but I did, I did go do a couple of mics in Austin and kind of got, oh bro, before, like I said, before that night at Fitzgerald's uh-huh. when I basically just got mad and freaked out on the crowd yeah. and started getting laughs before that dude i was i was your average you know no energy up there like uh so you know like so just, you used to do like that like just like stand absolutely spot. stand still yeah like i probably did that for a total of like a month and i mean just eating plates plates of shit yeah. like doing bad i mean i've bombed so bad that I was literally writing a joke about bombing while I was still on stage. <laughs> like the feeling inside. I broke the mic stand. Uh-huh. The, it was at a pizza joint. The mic, the, the girl that was set up all the sounds, she just like makes pizza in the back. She has no, 
you know, she's not a, a an audio engineer by any means. Uh-huh. And so the mic's popping and like cutting in and out. People are in the back playing pool. You can just hear the balls. Yeah. Like they're calling out orders and shit like that. And uh, I was like fiddling with the mic stand and I broke the mic stand, like just popped the top off and was like, oh shit, didn't address it. Like yeah. now I know like if, so- if all the things are happening, address it. Because guess what? The, the audience... They notice it, yeah, and they they oh dude, audiences they can smell the they can smell fear like blood to a shark, bro. Like yeah. it's the second you stutter, now they feel bad for you, and now they're just cringing like, oh Jesus Christ, I can't wait for this dude to get off, and you're not <laughs> gonna get him back. Like I don't know how many times we see that when we see someone going down, and you're sitting. Of course, the comics love it. That shit's hilarious. I think the audience loves it too, man. But well, you definitely see the times where the audience is like. Oh, like I, I have a stutter and I, I mumble my words and shit. And if I, if it's too obvious, then I'll call attention to it. You know, exactly. I'll make a little joke about it. Exactly. But if because you don't, they, they know it. Yeah. They see it. You yeah. Know, they hear it. If you don't, but if you just keep going, then they feel bad. Then they're like, oh, this guy, you know, he's never. Yeah. But if you if you sit there and address it and make a joke about it, now everybody's engaged. Everybody's back. And yeah. so I know, like, I broke the mic stand and I literally was sitting there fixing it, trying to tell the joke that like. The joke in itself, like I tossed it, you know, way back, but it's it just, I was telling a bad joke mm-hmm. while bombing, while breaking stuff. And it was just now, now I know, like, address everything. Yeah. If people are talking, what they're saying, what they're doing, just address it. Have fun with it. Don't be a dick. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I definitely have seen comedians do that where they're bombing. And the audience will say something, or, you know, somebody says something or whatever, and then they just start fighting with the audience. Yeah. They, they just talk shit back and forth. And it's like, bro, you, now you're just pissing everybody off. You got to make the jokes. Like, yeah. You can talk shit to the crowd, but it's got to be like funny. Yeah. Else you're not doing your shit. Yeah. I, I hate dealing with the crowd, you know, because like uh, one comic told me, because I, I tried it once, you know, like commenting on something that the, the person from the crowd said. But he's like, man, if you can't control it, if you don't know where that conversation is going, like, don't don't mm-hmm. get yourself in that mm-hmm. trap, you know, because now you're just you're on stage. Everybody's looking at you fall apart because yeah. you don't know what you're doing up there. So I was oh, like, fucking shit. That sinking feeling. dude. Yeah, man. So who were some of your influences? Man, uh, growing up, it's like, you know, of course, like George Lopez, mm-hmm. all those guys. But uh, more recently, Bill Burr. Yeah. Huge influence on me, Segura. Huge, you know, Rogan. I remember, it's so funny that Joe Rogan is so big now, because I remember watching his Denver special. Um, okay. <laughs> I remember seeing it when you still had to order the DVDs from Netflix. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I was probably like 16, 17. And um, those, I mean, Chappelle... You know what I mean? Growing up, so I'm 28. So when Chappelle's show was coming around, like I was probably like 14, 15. Oh, so it was huge. It, that it was, was huge. my world. Yeah. Every Wednesday night, I still remember it. Yeah. Me and my stepdad used to sit, and now I know he would run off to one side of the house and go hit a joint, and then I would sneak out back and hit my little joint and wash my hands, wash my mouth, brush my teeth. <laughs> and we both sit down and just be like, oh, you want to watch? And die. Yeah. Dude, die. Like the Clayton Bigsby, like all that. Like, uh, dude, so I still quote Spell Show almost every day. Yeah. Like uh, almost all, like that, that sort of stuff is huge to me. I remember being, I remember being real young and seeing, uh, I must have been fucking 
young, but I remember what's Chris Rock's uh, special where he's talking about uh, the killing them softly. Is that is is that the one where he's talking about the HBO specials and how they uh, go to prison and they're asking the prisoners like, so if a, a new inmate wants uh, drugs or something like that, you know, wh- what do you make him do? He's like, well, some man will make him. <laughs> Some di- men will make him suck his dick. But when you suck a dick, you can pretend it's something else. <laughs> I make him eat my ass. Because when you eat an ass, you know it's ass. <laughs> like that shit. Like I was little. I was probably like nine going to elementary school. Telling like, your friends all Telling my shit. friends all these horrible Eating like, ass jokes. Eating ass jokes. That's why now like I am not scared to go on stage and say the worst shit. Yeah. Because like... If you don't laugh, then okay, I'll I'll rewrite it, but I'm gonna try it, and it'll it'll work somewhere. It'll work some way. Yeah. But like, I was that kid that like parents didn't want to, me to be around their kids because every time you were the kids bad could, influence. Yeah. Every time they'd come home, they'd be like, "Did you hear about this?" Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I remember when I was in fifth that grade. Just talks about eating ass all the time. Oh, <laughs> the amount of shit I would say is horrible because my dad. My dad was a trucker. Yeah. And so he, my dad has no filter. My mom has no filter. So like, so you couldn't say, help it, man. Oh, dude, they would it's say in your DNA. <laughs> awful things. I remember when I was in the, I was in the fifth grade. I was like fucking 11 years old. Um, I got caught bringing a bunch of hentai porn to school. Yeah. But I had a binder, like a whole binder of like Dragon Ball Z porn and all this stuff. Yeah. And I was showing all the kids. I was like, have y'all seen like, dude. Back then, I mean, this is, so this is 2001, like, there was no porn hub, there was no access, now everybody sees all stuff. Everybody has access, Dude, yeah. back then, that Victoria Secret catalog was looking good, yeah. it was looking real good, and so, like, I would bring to all the kids, and I remember the teacher saw, she's like, what is that? Like, she saw me and all these kids back then. She's like, what are you showing? I'm like, nothing. Is that a red binder? Bro, I three I three hole punched that thing and put it in a binder yeah, to crazy, take to dude. school. And uh, I remember they caught it. Anime saw, porn? Like, yeah. Cartoon porn? Cartoon porn. I don't, I, I never got that, man. I still I don't get it. That shit. I still don't get it. But I had a friend who was like, hey, I have all this porn. And I looked, and I mean, it's still tits so i was like oh it's it's cartoon tits it's hey you're you're in the fifth grade oh i guess so man. The, i'm a different generation than, see, yeah, yeah I, I was in the fifth grade and like all i had gotten by then was like old fucking playboys with all the pages stuck together yeah I was like, oh, this isn't any fun but you still used it yeah. like when you when you found out that you're friend's dad like they found their porn collection yeah that was like we used to take turns they like, are right, i'm gonna go in and watch it and then you go in and watch it and then <laughs> like you go in and watch it and that was that was all we had you know what i mean like yeah. when you, you understand like the spank bank is not even a thing anymore like it's, nah. re- it's really not how when was the last time you just it's sat not as there as what, yeah and, yeah and just thought about like oh this chick from the bank oh shit yeah like man i know. remember the ones that i found like Cause I'm 30, 35, 36. So they would have, it was, it was like a, a catalog. So where you could order movies and porn from and stuff. And they would have pictures, <laughs> but they would have stars on the nipples. Oh yeah. And they would have like a colored dot between the, the entrance. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't show the penetration yeah. of it. That's what I had. Like that was the first thing. Like it was the worst fucking porn catalog, whatever. I think, I guess I found it in my dad's trunk or something like that. Exactly. And I bet you showed all your friends. No. 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 Oh, see, I was that See, because I I was like, man, this is wrong. 
and this is my personal thing. Like, like, I, I didn't, I didn't show anybody. Cause so you have a conscience. I guess I, just, I don't. Like. Well, cause I just, I don't know, man. I just, I thought like maybe they would get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, I came from a small school. So I was like, man, if one person tells another person, then pretty, almost the whole class is going to know. Yeah. And the teacher's going to know. My parents going to find. I told nobody. This is my personal. But little, I used to collect I'll Take those. it to the grave. Yes, yeah, collect those. Like, you know, like in Vegas, how they have. The little cards? The cards. Dude, I used to find them on the streets. When I when I started going to Vegas, you would find all those little fly, the flyers for the strip clubs and they yeah. had kits on them and stuff. They would just be like, here you go. Here okay. you go. So they were all over the streets. I remember being. Once again, like 10, 11 years old, and going with my dad and be like, I gotta tie my shoe. I'm like, yeah, y'all can keep walking. And I would just scoop them all up and put it. Oh, bro, that got me through the next four years. Like, that was. Do you, do you, but I like mean, those, like those had, like they would start out the nipple and uh-huh. put like a circle under her, her. Oh, that was good enough for me. Yeah, man. Man, I collected. Well, because I didn't go as a kid. I went like, I was already over 21 by the time I went to Vegas and stuff. And the last time I went to Vegas, I was just collecting them. I, w- I was with my wife. We were just walking the street and everybody's just passing them out. Passing. I fucking I, just I collected them. Really She's like, why are you collecting them? I was like, I don't know. Play cards with them or something. I think I still have the collection. Yeah. You know what this is for, all right? Yeah. It was it was, it was was cool and stuff. But like, yeah, uh, I don't think I, I didn't see a play, Playboy until later, like till high school and stuff. Dude. But that, that catalog thing, that was like elementary, well, middle school. Okay, so... Are you brothers, sisters? Um, I'm the only boy. I have two older sisters. Okay, so I have then, a half brother, but I never met him before. Okay, so they never. Yeah, they're not going to show anything. I have a a brother who's three and a half years older than me. Um, I had he, cousins that that showed their see, porn. Yeah. yeah, all that. Stuff. But see, we passed around like the the VHS. We had oh, VHS. Yeah, bro, I remember them. My okay. Side note: My first porn ever, legit. It wasn't legit, but my first like porn ever. You remember the title of it? <laughs> oh, I, I I know the, the actors' names. Oh yeah, because it wasn't a fucking porno. Oh, uh, do you remember Desperado? Desperado with Antonio Banderas. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And uh, Selma Hayek. Uh huh. They have a sex scene, and Selma Hayek, and it is it is graphic, bro. It's probably a minute long, a minute and a half long, and I would graphic Desperado. It's oh, softcore. I mean, graphic for me at that time, oh, like it was, okay. it was like her riding him like reverse Calgary. You could see her little bush, her alt tits. You know what I mean? And think about it. I'm young and I'm like, oh. I, I remember my mom making me leave the room. She's like, all right, there's going to be a sex. You got to get out of here. Yeah. So instantly I came back the next day. I was like, what is it? Saw it? Bro, I still have that VHS. Yeah. All right. Uh, at my house in Austin, I still have that VHS. And, uh. Anytime you'd get to that part, it would like start messing up because I'd rewound it <laughs> so many times. <laughs> it like starts cutting up. So that was legit my first like porno ever. But I mean, Man. I'm, I'm on the cusp. I'm right there. My generation, I was born in 90. So I'm part of that generation that still knows the old school. Like I legitimately remember like scrambly porn on 99. Was yeah. it channel 99? Yeah. Like where, where you, you could just hear it. You could hear it. And every once in a while you'd get a little bit of a titty here. Yeah. And like every, you'd be looking at it real hard and then yeah. be a nutsack. And you're like, what the fuck? That's when you had to work for it. Man. Oh, dude. I'm you talking. You to use your imagination back then. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like. Am I jerking off to a tit or is that his ball set? I mean, whatever. I'm just not going to think about it. Like, uh, same difference. Nah, man. The first, the first porn that I got, VHS that I got, uh, we passed around from my, from my cousin was called Red on the Head, like a dick of the, like the dick of a dog. What? Yes. Yeah. Dude, the names Fucking, of pornos are it was, so great. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't remember what the story was, but the, <laughs> the title itself, I remember it, man. 
Uh, that was the first one. It was pretty pretty disgusting. And somehow it had to do with space. I remember yeah. somebody like, like uh, you know how like in Star Star Trek where they beam me up or yeah. you know they, she she did that. I don't remember she the story. She beamed somebody up into her. Well, mouth. I couldn't I couldn't listen to the volume. You know, cause, <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my door. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember watching it like where where's she beam up to? But yeah, red on the head like the dick of a dog. Jesus, yeah. that's graphic. Yeah, I. Uh, it was gross. Oh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Oh man, I'm trying to think of like one of the first. And then I came from the time like I'm an '80s kid. Okay. So like, like Bush and tits were in every fucking movie for no and reason. Then you start to see it like decline, like the amount of Bush just yeah. like slowly going away. Yeah, man. Bush was pretty much out by the time I was born. Yeah, I feel bad for y'all, man. Like it was, it it was for everything. Like yeah. all the comedies, like fucking like. Caddyshack has tits. Porky mm-hmm. had tits. Mm-hmm. Remember this one? I don't know if it's an old school one. It's called Zapped with Scott Bale. And he has telekinesis powers or some shit like that. And he no. could just like, with his mind, he could just like, boom, her, her boobs pop out or something. Her dress goes up and Hello. shit. Yeah. That's a fucking movie that I watched yeah. in, in elementary school. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she was way different. Like, yeah. Well, okay. For me, like, my name's Dallas. So of course, some little kid. Oh, Debbie Does Dallas, Debbie Does Dallas, Debbie Does Dallas. So I always yeah. knew about these You know, poems. I never saw that one. I've heard of it, but I've never oh, seen it I've before. I've watched it extensively. Now, <laughs> yeah. now that we have Pornhub. And that's from that, the 70s, man. Bro, now that we have Pornhub, I legit, like, I've been single three months now. And that's a lot for me. Like, I'm a serial monogamous. And, like. Uh, you've been single as long as you've been doing comedy? <laughs> dude, that's why I started doing comedy. That's She left me, and I was like, fuck this bitch. Like, you know what? Now I, I don't have nobody telling me what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to go do a mic tonight. Yeah. And guess what? I'm going to do another mic tomorrow night and another mic after that. Yeah. And then it just it just progressed. And so, yeah, who I think it was like Tanvir was asking me, like, what, how did you get into it? I was like, it was a breakup. It was a really, really shitty breakup. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck it. I don't care if they laugh. I don't care whatever. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to do it. So, um, but yeah, that's, that is why I started doing it. But um, man, I've been going through back catalogs of Pornhub, mm. like, they they have millions and millions, and I even got to the point to where like I'll start read I'll start looking like watching old vintage porn, and I'm like yeah. I like this, you know. Yeah, man. There was a storyline. Yeah, it man. was a movie. It was an actual movie. Like they got storylines were the best. Yeah, dude. I but I can't imagine like can you imagine like jerking off. And then the scene ends, and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll watch for a little bit longer. And then yeah. you actually, like, who actually sits there and watches the movie? I don't know. I've never seen any of those, like, those parody porns. Like, they have a parody porns of, like, The Sopranos or Seinfeld. Uh, like, all these people that look just like the characters of uh-huh. that TV show or that movie and stuff. I've never seen those parody porns. Because oh, I, okay. I don't want it to ruin my movies, you know? <laughs> I don't want it to ruin my I want yeah. it to be, you know, crisp in, in my mind. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I've seen all the like Star Wars ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I I used to joke that I wanted to make uh, a seventies themed porn. Yeah. And it, it was gonna be all uh, Pink Floyd music, mm. and uh, and it was gonna be all uh, like white dudes and black chicks, and it was gonna be called Dark Side of the Poon. <laughs> I was like, I want to make it. I feel like that's a solid one. It's not out yeah. there yet. Dark side. You got to do it. I came up with the title. I got to do it now. I got. I got to <laughs> do it. You, you know. God, that must be fun directing porn. I don't know. I don't think there's any money in it anymore. It's all. It's all available online. Yeah, but they they ads. 
marketing. You know, I, you know, I, you I get a lot of money in ads. And yeah. it's like, man, you know how much traffic they get? You know one yeah. of the smartest things I've heard of people doing? Like artists are going on and putting their music on Pornhub. Yeah, I've seen that. And like, they blow. So is this Sturgill? Sturgill Simpson? Yeah, is that is that is that the country I just guy know that's, that's funny? That's a guy, but uh, oh oh, uh, Walker. Yeah, oh, uh, Wheeler, Wheeler Walker, Walker Jr. Jr. There you go. Okay, so his first album he put out on Pornhub. Well, because he has porn topics though. Like, he's oh like yeah, it's all funny pussy and dick and pussy and yeah, but still like. That's a lot of traffic. Nah, I even know, uh, well, I don't know him, but I, I saw like a comic put like um, his special on Pornhub. That's a way to get watched. Yeah. Somebody will find it. You Hampton know what I mean? Hampton I think. Hampton something. He, he's a smart man. All right. Yeah, I mean, you got to, people are there. <laughs> they're, they're, and you just use all these like little like subtitles, like these hashtags or something. Yeah. Like, you probably put like incest porn. It's, like, why people, is it always incest porn? It's always incest porn, mom porn. You know that's like one of the number one search thing is mom porn. That's disgusting. And, and apparently the reason being is, once again, useless knowledge. Uh, apparently one of the reasons being is that something about who you're really close to as you're developing sexually, like has some sort of imprint. Like they always say, they always you say, actually broke it down and thought about it. Like you spend way too much time. Oh, I'm telling you, I, I spent, I told you, I get, no. I get in, I get it out. I get out. Oh, no, uh, I'm there. That's, no. that's 45 <laughs> minutes of my day every day. <laughs> oh, a solid 45 minutes. You need more hobbies, man. I, I'm telling <laughs> me I play, but no, I've, I've heard that before that incest porn is on the rise and I just, I don't, it's I don't get so that. It's so weird. Yeah. But they were saying that basically like it's something that's it. Like the, you know, they always say, uh, you marry your mom. Like, see, like you don't, you don't mean to, but I thought it was the opposite. I thought women marry their dad. Yeah, well, e- yeah. Either way, like you're looking for that, even if you don't like your mom or something, mm. you always you end up somehow gravitating towards that. Mm-hmm. They say that could have something to do subconsciously with, like you're like, oh, a stepmom, that's fucking okay, or it, it's just something weird. And then there's just the fucking gross people that are like, oh god, yeah, that seems yeah. hot, like fucking your mom. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, uh, nah. I'm gonna keep you away from my house. I'm, I'm like fucking people are disgusting, man. Oh, because like, that's gross. they look in like the milf and the like the, the step stepmom, stepsister, that's, that's and all so. Stuff. But you know what? I feel like a deviant because I search all that stuff because I know it's not real. I mean, that's not someone's mom. It's just a chick and with a younger dude or yeah. whatever. But it seems like all the best porn is all the best porn is titled under the like the worst names. Like if a cop got a hold of like my hard drive and started going through, yeah. he would see some awful things. But I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. But they're not really related. I just, yeah. she was just hot. It's for research purposes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing a podcast later, and I need stuff to talk about. So, yeah. like, I like uh, this the the opposite of the Bang Bros. It's where the girls go oh. out and search the, the guys, and yep. they're like the aggression and stuff. Like that's that's my jam. They started doing that, like the fake taxi. Now they have female taxi, yeah. and then they have like, yeah, they're starting to whatever. It's just it's all people having sex. Yeah. All right, just. No titles. I'll just whatever. It looks good. I want some storylines. I just want to know what's <laughs> up. You know, like I want a connection. I want to yeah. feel like we're bonded yeah. at the end of it. What's See, your major? <laughs> what's your major? <laughs> Did you grow up in a good environment? Yeah. What's going on? Obviously not. You're but, doing this for healthy reasons, right? I mean, it's not to piss off your dad or your mom. That, or nothing, that's right? it. No, you're wholesome, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, those are my favorite ones. 
I, I uh, see. I just don't want to get that involved because I know right after I bust that nut, I'm gonna feel bad because I'm, I'm involved emotionally <laughs> in it. You know what I mean? Involved emotionally. <laughs> yeah, like it's. See, it's the, the, the key to that is don't listen to the sound. Don't, turn the turn the turn the volume down. Oh no, no, yeah. fuck that! I go opposite. I put in headphones. <laughs> So I, can, so I can crank it as loud as I want. Oh, man. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. That's how you get involved, man. That's how you get emotionally attached is when you put the headphones in. You know, you start to... Dude, I know dudes who legit have crushes on, like, strip... Or on... Uh, um, God, what do you even call them? Uh, ladies of the night. Porn Hookers. stars. <laughs> Hookers. Uh, and, and they're like, bro, you know, like, follower and this and that. I'm like, you know, that's... Okay, well, not true. Somewhat, I I was in love with Mia Khalifa, like love with Mia Khalifa, right? Mia Khalifa. Oh, she's the she's like the she's not the short hair one, right? No, she's like the Arabic one. Uh, she's uh, she's Canadian, but she looks um, Middle Eastern. Oh, okay. Um, big tits, big ass. All that. She she's a porn star. Whatever. Nice skin tone. Yeah. Okay. So. I was in love with her, right? I was mm-hmm. on a Mia Khalifa kick for a while. Yeah. And I was working security at ACL. I didn't know she moved to, uh, she moved to Austin. She lives right off like South Lamar. Uh-huh. And I'm working the main stage, uh, the stairs to get up. So anybody that's uh, VIP that they're up on the stage mm-hmm. uh, to watch the show, I'm the one that checks your badge. I'm the one that does all that. All of a sudden I see this chick. Are you working up. this one? Uh no, oh man, I'm not working Bad. this one. I should though. <laughs> it pays good. It's like three. It's like three days work. Yeah, and I think for both weekends they pay you like seven hundred bucks. Oh wow! And you just sit there and listen to music. Yeah, and, right. Like, they feed you, but you're all there for like twelve, thirteen hour yeah. shifts. It's crazy. But anyways, I I see this chick wasted crying, mm-hmm. and she's at the bottom you're of like, the stairs. Opportunity. Uh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I see this chick, she's wasted, she's crying, she's hot. I go up to her, and as soon as I get to her, I'm like, holy shit, you're Mia Khalifa. Yeah. And she's wasted. And she's like, my friend is, he's the one playing. You mean the fucking headliner? Uh, Who was it? Diplo. Oh, yeah. Diplo's up on stage, and she's like, like... Can I just get up there for a second and talk to him? I I mean, I don't want to interrupt the show, but I lost my friends, and I'm like... Uh, yes, drunk lady. Yeah. You, you want me to walk you on stage at ACL yeah. during the headlining act and just tap him on the shoulder and be like, she lost y'all's friends. Yeah. Her phone isn't working. It's not getting very good reception right now. Like, no. And I was just telling her, and I, I didn't tell her I knew who she was. And she all of a sudden starts crying and get like gives me a hug. And next thing I know, she's crying on my shoulder. Damn. And I'm like, Mia Khalifa's tits. Are touching me right now. <laughs> I jerked off to her this morning. How crazy is this? And then another security guard just comes up and he's like, "Hey, you're Mia Khalifa. I love your work." I'm like, bro, can you not compliment Play it cool, her, man? Don't yeah. fanboy out right now. Yeah, can you not compliment her dick sucking skills? Why she's sobbing? Yeah, like there's a better way to go about this. Yeah, and uh, I ended up helping her find some friends and whatnot. But I was just like, holy shit. There's a shot. I could, I could, I can hit on her right now. Yeah. But do you want to hit on the wasted crying porn star? Like, uh, I guess not. No, that wouldn't. That wouldn't be good, man. Yeah. That's crazy how you recognize it, though. I don't know any porn stars like that. Well, uh, Missy Martinez is the only one. Okay. But that's because she's a comic too. Oh, I'm gonna have to look this up. Yeah, yeah. Missy Bro, Martinez. I just found out who, uh, who did uh, Irma just. Uh, open for Julie McCullough. 
Oh yeah, Julie okay. Cutter. Yeah, she used yeah. to be in. Um, I did not know that she was in Growing Pains. Did, oh, did well, you that know was that before your time too? Like that was like yeah, back, yeah, that was back then. 80s, did you 90s. know that she was a a Play- Playboy model? Yeah, 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 bro. Well, I didn't know that till till afterwards. So I saw she was on the lineup or whatever on the show, and so I, I was researching. I wanted to see some of her uh, stuff, and it said something about Playboy, and I instantly I'm like, oh, well, I'm looking at this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She was a baddie, like yeah. super baddie. Like I, I don't know how. Like if I ever work with her, how I'm not gonna address it. I'm just gonna be like, uh, uh, well, she's like fifty now. Age, old enough to party, bro. <laughs> All right. And she was pretty drunk. I don't know if you saw that one that she did. She did like a uh, interview type thing with Irma. Oh and yeah. She was wasted. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, was was Irma sober? <laughs> no. Nah. You know what I mean? Oh, I fucking that's one thing I love about Irma, bro. She she's like she reminds me like one of my aunts. This motherfucker will go on and do promos like waste. Hey guys, what's up? So uh, I'm gonna be I'm like, yes. Nah man, she's aggressive, dude. She gets out there. Oh yeah. Running the mind twist comedy thing. Dude, that's funny. Like doing the elbow room? Elbow room, I've had a I had one good set there and then a lot of rough ones. A lot of rough a ones. A lot of rough ones. <laughs> uh, I mean, it has potential, man, but it's just the people that are there. They're, they're, and it, it's a new bar to begin with. Yeah. Like they've, I think they've only been up in uh, a couple months, and it's, it's made to be a karaoke bar. But that stage, the layout, is perfect for comedy, man. It could be a great room, right? It could be a really great room. And it's like there's nothing out there like that, you mm-hmm. know, like, like it's a, out in the Paramount area and stuff. But... Uh, yeah, man. If, if a lot of people just think it's a conversation and they'll start yeah. talking shit during your set, I was like, these aren't these are rhetorical yeah. questions. I'm not I really say having- that shit all the time. I'll have people like talk back and I'm like, hey, shut the fuck up. And this the, is not a Q and A. Yeah, the worst one is the, the fucking bartender, man. She will be yelling. Oh, there's one that's yelling. drunk. That dude. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. She's always getting the, getting wasted. But then there's another bartender who works there with her boyfriend. Yeah, and those two, I dude, I fucking love them. Like. One thing I love about doing that room is it really lets you know if what you're saying is funny. Yeah. Like if I mean, it has potential, man. It's a great room. It's yeah, a great room. Like if, it, if what you're saying is funny, yeah. you'll get five people to laugh. But I mean, if there's five people in the bar and you're getting them to laugh, like you're good. Like, but I know the bartender's boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, he barbacks. He is my go-to. Like, it, it, nobody can be paying attention. Yeah. He's always paying attention. And I'll say something, and I can hear him die. Yeah. Just die. And I'm like, all right, I'll, look, I'll turn to him and be like, keep that one. And he's like, fucking keep that one, bro. Uh, and I'm just like, so I, I like doing shitty rooms. I love doing shitty rooms. Like, well, bars, yeah. Yeah, like, if, if a room is known to be, like, really hard, mm. like, if it's, you know, a super work, I, I love that. Because, yeah, you'll lose them. You know, you'll lose them eight times out of ten, but yeah. that two that you get them, you're like, that was good. Like, I did good. Like, that was some good material. It helps material. you. You learn from those, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Sometimes those are rough. Like, you did the, the Texan 2. Okay, that one. The one that Ben was running for a bit. So, that one, I did, uh, oh, man, I ate a plate of shit there. Yeah. Uh, because it was the night Manu Ginobili retired. Oh, fuck. And they literally, Ben wasn't there. He was like, the bartender was like, well, if you want to, I just showed up because I was downtown. And so I just oh, showed up. Oh, you had up. to run that one? Yeah. I, oh, shit. Dude, I just showed up. I'd never been there. And he was telling me, I was talking to Ben and he was like, 
ah, man, I don't know. I was like, I'm here. I can run it. There's a couple of comics here. And he was like, uh, uh, you know, like if you want, but it, it's a hard crowd. I was already had a couple of drinks. I was like, fuck, I got this, bro. Yeah. So first I have to wait till Manu, this is retirement and people are just not in a happy mood. Yeah. They're like, they're like sad. And so then I start going off and, no, everybody was playing pool. Yeah. They were, t- they literally, you, you do those gigs where it's a packed house, but like, not for comedy. They're, like they're, they're just, looking over their shoulder from the bar, like, what the fuck is he talking about? Dude? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was one of those. And I, like I said, my style is just like, I'm high energy. I go and I don't, I don't stop. Even if they're not laughing, like, I'm going to do my job. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm going to do my part. And, so I was just going, and I probably did like thirty minutes. No shit. Yeah, thirty I, minutes. Yeah, because the the bartender was like, "Go." We had like two comics go, and then I was just up there. It got to the point to where I was like walking around the because they have a cordless mic. So I'm like <laughs> walking around the bar. I'm going over here. I'm going over there. And I'm just like crowd work and just joking. Uh, and finally, I I did, uh, I did like thirty, and the bartender was like, "All right, bud, let's go ahead and cut it now." And I was like, "Oh, deal, fine yeah. with me. Let's cut it." But dude, oh yeah. I was man. I felt bad. I felt bad for Ben because uh, the one time that I went, it was it was a few, it was like two weeks into it. I think they were running for two weeks, and so I finally went, and the crowd was fucking like they were chaotic. Yeah, and so uh, I was up next, but he's like, "Hey, we're just gonna put on this this guitar player. He's gonna do a couple songs," and I was like, "Cool." And I don't like to drink before I go up, but I was drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was drinking after Jokesters. Uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, maybe this will help and shit. So I'm pacing back and forth, ready to go. And then he's like, hey, man, uh, we're going to put on this another guitar player, singer, songwriter thing. I was like, cool, man, cool. And so I walked out like I was going to go smoke a cigarette, and I just kept walking. Yeah. I was like, man, I might, the nerves, I couldn't I couldn't do that. I can't, I, I haven't learned how to deal with tough crowds yet. Yeah, it's, that's. And they they are tough. Yeah. They are tough. Dude, it's, it's, that's the hardest part is dealing with tough crowds, but. I guess the one, oh, I, you know, working in kitchens and all that shit, being yeah. shift lead, being a manager, something like that. Like, I am used to having people not want to hear what the fuck I have to say. Mm. You know, they don't. They, they pay attention. Yeah. And so what I would always do to get them to pay attention is be loud. You cuss at them a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get Get your point across, but also be funny. Like, I would make them laugh. I would make all my coworkers laugh. But at the same time, I'd be telling them what they need to do, mm. but just in a cut up way. And yeah. that was always my, whenever I got like ev- evaluations and shit like that, they're like, well, Dallas, we, you know, we want to let you know. So, um, well, first off, we'll start with some good stuff. All right. <laughs> you're, you've got positive energy, yeah. right? You're, you're great. You know, they really, they follow you. You're a good leader. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you don't lose your shit during like when it gets tough, like you keep going like, but, um. You know, you're making them laugh a lot, which which is good. Mm. But um, they're not working mm. when you make them laugh. So if there's a way you could have them be productive and also high energy spirit, and and so I was like, I don't know how to do that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. So I was like, when somebody would fuck up, oh, I just go in on them, yeah. but like in the funniest way possible. Like, are you fucking serious? Like yeah. You, 
you, you got out of bed this morning. You brushed your fucking teeth. You came to work to ask me what the fuck a red onion was. Mm. That's what that it's the purple one. But I'm not going to tell you that because I don't want to break your little fucking brain. All right? <laughs> <laughs> and they just be like, fuck, dude. I'm like, just no, 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 stop. You fucking window licker. All right. Not, <laughs> well, I was like, do you snort paint chips? What is going on here? Yeah. Like little shit like that where they get like, if you're going to be my friend, you got to know one thing. The closer we are, yeah. the more shit I'm going to talk to you. Like, I will yeah. go off on you, but the second somebody else is, I'll fucking kill you. Mm. Like, I, I'm, I'm there for my friends, but, like, if you're my homie, just know, like, I'm talking shit all day, mm. every day. Like, don't. If, it's because I, I respect you enough to think you can take it. Mm. If I baby you, if I, like, am nice to you all the time, and I'm super like, oh, my God, hey. It's because I think, like, you're a pussy. Yeah. And I think you can't handle it. Yeah. But if you're my homie, like, I really like you, oh, we're cutting up. Yeah. Fucking around, so I mean, tough crowds. It's there's a there's a way to do it, and it doesn't always work. I mean, it because you look like you're you're combative. You come off combative to these crowds, like that's that's yeah. You go up there like you're you're going to battle with these people, exactly. Even if it's a quiet <laughs> crowd paying attention to you, you fuck, you're like fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's like and it and it's because it's part of what I what is funny about me is yeah. like you know that. That act of like, uh, you kind of got to lose your shit every now and again. You, you got to, there's something, like I said, we all have that deal that everybody fucks with. Because yeah. they know once you get him going, he's going to be sitting there going off, cussing and yelling, but you're dying laughing. Yeah. And so when I go up, when I go up on stage, I try to have that. And I've gotten, I've gotten better. Um, you know, I had a couple comics, you know, give me advice and stuff like that. And one of the things I noticed I was doing, I was, I was, making jokes over my laughs. Yeah. So I would make a joke, crowds laughing, and I would immediately, because I'm used to like, when you're, when you're dealing with a hectic crowd, if you can punch, 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 yeah. punch, you know, hit them. And the second they sort of laugh, you hit them again. The second they sort of laugh, you hit them again and go, go, go. Yeah. Well, I was doing that in like calm rooms. So I got into a bad habit of like making a joke and as they're laughing, I'm already hitting them with the next one. So now I'm getting better about timing, making my pauses. joke. I know, yeah, I know where they're gonna laugh. So I pull back, let it happen, let the let it die down. Yeah, and yeah, rowdy crowds, man. It's just like you go up there and you just have to lean into it. Yeah, you have to lean into it because the second they smell the fear, mm-hmm. they got you, and they're not gonna fucking give it back to you. So you got to go up there and be like, I'm gonna go. Fuck. I don't care. Don't laugh. Yeah. I always tell people that. I'm like, when it's tough crowds, I'm like, listen, I'm going to tell you this before I even get into my jokes. I don't want you to laugh. Right? Yeah. I want you to cover you. I want you to close your arms. All right. I, I, I want you to frown. All right. Because that way, when I make you laugh, I'm fucking stealing that shit from you. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I just raped you for laughter, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> well, I, would, I wouldn't say it like that. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've definitely, I mean, and this is only crowds of like, like when we were at a metal bar, these dudes do not respect you. Yeah, they think you're soft. You be so they want you to, they want you to cuss at them and do all that because that's, and like I said, there's certain bars. Now there's definitely other bars where I would never say that. So it's, it's about knowing your crowd, reading your crowd. Yeah. If I got, if it's midnight and there's a bunch of, just bikers all leather and they're like fuck you you're not funny get the Mm. fuck off the stage you need to say some aggressive shit 
Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, guys, come on, you know, just give me a chance here, bud. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to be like, hey, fuck your mom. <laughs> like, half the time, whoever said it or whoever you're saying that to will be like, what the fuck? But his homies, imagine you being drunk out with a bunch of your homies and like one of your homies is talking shit to someone else's age and they just come back at your boy and roast him. Just yeah. fucking straight roast him. Now I have your friends laughing at you. Yeah. So you're going to be a little, you're going to, you're going to be careful about what you say to me next. Yeah. Because you don't know, like, I, this is what I do. Like, you know, I, I tell jokes. I make fun of shit. Yeah. And you right now, I, oh, we can go all day. Like, what are you going to do? Come beat me up. Yeah. And if you do, uh, I'll just file an assault charge. I win. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did, you know, you can't get in trouble for, you know, fucking talking shit to somebody. And I'll use the fucking lines like, you know. Classic, all the lines I'd use back in the kitchen. Like, you yeah. look like you snort paint chips, you window liquor, yeah. like all this shit. Just go off and start roasting people. Yeah. And uh, it's just, dude, tough, tough crowds. But another thing I learned, because I'm, I'm so into comedy. Like, I'm one of those dudes that I listen to all the podcasts. You know, mm. I listen to everybody. I'm watching every special that comes out mm. and doing all that. I'm just, I'm a comedy addict. And some of the comedians, comedians that like, I respect the most, there's no filter in what they would say. Mm. You know what I mean? Tosh, uh, you know, Daniel Tosh, some of his shit, if we were to say it, people would just, they would never yeah, book us again. Like, it's the way, yeah, it's a, one of my fucking favorite jokes that he has that kills me. He's like, what is it? Um, he's like... Eating spinach is like having anal sex. If you're forced to have it as a kid, you're not going to like it as an adult. <laughs> I'm like, bro. Yeah. Like shit like that. And just said in any environment, people are like, what did you just say? Yeah. He says it. Dude, I was crying. Mm. Fucking crying laughing. And like, I'm just trying to feed off that. Like, I'm never going to go to a point. Like, I don't want, I'm not going to just outright offend somebody mm. or say, you know, something like racist or just to get a laugh or whatever. But like, it's if, what the fuck jokes. It's like what the fuck, it, it, spinach and eating ass. Like yeah. who would who would make those connections? Yeah, exactly. And it's that sort of shit. And it's yeah. like I got, I've definitely gotten trouble. Like, uh, you know, like like once again going back to like the Mike Tyson bit. You know, in it I just I say Mike Tyson went to prison for rape mm-hmm. in '94 because he did. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. I'm not making fun of it. Yeah. I'm not, we're clearly talking facts. And I did that over at what is it Oak Hill, mm. and they wanted to ban me. Straight oh, because they say no rape jokes. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm not making a joke about rape. Yeah, I'm making, if anything, I'm making a joke about what happens to these motherfuckers in what, prison. Yeah, why he's in prison? You yeah. know, and you know what? Do you know what happens to rapists in prison? They get fucking destroyed. Like that should make all of us happy. You're like, yeah. good. They get what they want, but you say the word, and people automatically are like, no, 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 no. We can't talk about it. And I'm like, what? It's a thing. It's a real life thing. Mm. And so I literally, I just, I went back. Did the same joke the next week, but I said sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Nobody bats an eye. Yeah. They don't care. And I, so I said sexual assault. Nobody cares. And I say, you know, struggle snuggle. Mm. And I say that and people start dying laughing. And just one, you know, once again, one of the things I'm thinking on the spot, I just turned to the crowd. and I was like, 
you fucking assholes. Like you just laughed at the rape joke. I was like, I literally am now making fun of it. Yeah. And that's funny to you. But yeah. you hear the word itself and it's just like mate. You know, it's just like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's like light to a vampire. They're just like, No, we're not listening anymore. I'm like, bro, it's yeah. there's a joke in here and it's not about that it's about something completely different but we got to take that road and it's like yeah that's that's tough man but yeah i remember that they they have like the little guidelines and stuff and i don't know yeah i mean if that's i mean that's the bar that's what you have to pay attention to but like like that i mean you make you're making fun of actual rape now the struggle snuggle you know and, like how is that different and people you know? oh yeah people hear that and they're like oh <laughs> it rhymes yeah. <laughs> like, like he made it cute yeah exactly yeah, yeah he just fucking made it cute that's rough yeah, but, so uh, I don't really understand. I've never really understood, even before comedy, like places that put restrictions on on your on what you say. Like now, as a comedian, it's your responsibility to know what is just offensive mm-hmm. and what is something funny. Yeah, anything, anything in the world, no matter how morbid or gruesome, anything can be a joke. Anything can be funny. Yeah, and you know, sometimes like I've always. You know, like I'm going through a bunch of stuff with my daughter right now. Mm. Uh, she was in the hospital for like 12 days. She was in a coma for five days. Oh, wow. Yeah, she almost lost her arm. Damn. Um, she's a, we don't even know exactly what's wrong. She has some sort of super rare blood disease. Mm. Um, I mean, it, but it's, it's okay. Like we're, we're getting through it. And I would just, I'm already figuring out, she has like a permanent port in her chest mm. where, you know, I, I have to give her injections three times a week. She, they think she's a female hemophiliac, which is super rare. Like whatever she has, the doctors are asking me if they can make her a case study because of how rare it is. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking insanely rare. So I'm already making like light of it, making jokes of it and mm. laughing about it because that's the only, if I don't laugh about it, I'll cry about it. No, I get and that. that's not going to get me anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm already, you know, I'm already thinking of what I'm going to tell my daughter. I'm like, baby, you know, Iron Man's got something in his chest that makes him mm. strong. <laughs> Fucking, you got something in your chest that makes you strong too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you you just have to. It helps to heal. Yeah, find the funny, man. Whatever the fuck it is, somebody dies. Think about all the funny shit they did. You know, like yeah, it, it, stuff like it, it's whatever it is. So it's the comedian's job, I think, to to know. If what you're saying is funny, are you just being a dick right now? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to make light and, and laugh about something? Mm-hmm. And like, do you think people that are handicapped, do you think they want to talk about how fucking sad it is all day? Yeah. Like, no, they don't give a fuck. They want to laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, well, I guess I'm fucking, you And know. especially at these open mics, I mean, you're just trying shit out. You're just trying to see if it's funny. Yeah. You know? We're working. It would be different when it was a show. And like, yeah. And they told you, don't don't talk about this, don't talk about that. But open mics, you're just trying to see yeah. your, t- your test shit works. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, cool, man. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, thanks yeah, for coming out, man. That was fun. We yeah, talked about absolutely. porn Thank and you shit. For that was me. funny. That was uh, a, a, a long time about porn, wasn't it? Uh, once again, do you, your 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 social media, your plugs, and where people could find you, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, if you're in San Antonio, uh, um, I'm at pretty much every open mic um, Monday nights. I'm out in Cibolo doing one of those two shows. Tuesday nights, my two mics, I do Elbow and I do um, LOL, but I heard there's also uh, Sancho's. I haven't went and done that. I haven't done that one. That's so a variety mic. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's another tough one. But So I possibly do three. Wednesday, uh, I usually go out to Oak Hills. I was doing uh, Old Main, but I don't think that's a thing anymore. Um, Thursdays, Jokesters. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Friday I take off. Saturday, almost, yeah, well, every Saturday um, I co-host. Um, you know, if Lawrence isn't there, I go out to Fitz. I do Fitzgerald's. Um, yeah, and Sunday I take off. So you can catch me out there. Uh, Dallas Van on Facebook. Um, Dallas Van on uh, Instagram. Um, really, like I said, I'm not really too active on Twitter. Try. Uh, once I get this flyer out for the um, Jerry Garcia show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the next big one that I'm booked for. Um, you know, just hit me up. Hit me up on Facebook. I'm always down to talk. Cool, man. Uh, thanks for coming out. Uh, see you all next week, everybody. Later.